Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's the manager of the New York Mets. Good to have him with us is Mr. Randolph. Willie, how are you? Hey, guys. Willie, good to see you. What's happening, pal? Nothing much. Getting ready for uh, spring training. Yeah. Great way to finish up the season. You wanted to finish above 500. You had that bad stretch. Team did not quit on you. They played well down a stretch. I know you probably didn't like the August to early September stretch, mm-hmm. but you liked the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, well, I was real proud of the guys, and, uh, you know, we made a commitment to uh, finish up as strong as we could. Uh, everyone got after it every day, and, uh, you know, we, we, we didn't want to be spoilers, but we, we made some damage down the stretch. Oh, you did? There. You heard yeah. a lot of teams? I, I think it was important, Willie, really, considering what went on here the last couple of years, and I thought the game that really breathed life back was that, I think it was Friday night, that Pedro pitched against the Braves that, game he pitched that masterful game at Chase Stadium the place went crazy mm-hmm. shut out the Braves and that seemed to breathe some life back into your team yes I, I believe it did uh, you know Pedro always kind of set the tone for us and uh, anytime you get a well-pitched game like that it kind of kickstarts you a little bit but uh, we, we kind of fed off each other most of the year and uh, and good pitching will do that for you and it was a referendum I think for, and a good thing for you because you know everyone was wanting to see if this team was gonna because in the last couple of years it had yeah. just been terrible down yeah. the stretch of yeah the well be, you know living in this town and, and, and watching the team play the last few years you know it did seem like they kind of uh, you know folded the tent a little bit and uh and no team that I've ever been on and that I'm going to be around is ever going to do that. And, uh, again, the attitude was good all year long. And, and I think going in, even though I talked about it, Mike, I didn't really have to. I think the guys sensed that we wanted to make sure that we didn't give back anything that we had gained in the course of the season. Well, plus the fact, if you're Charlie Manuel and you look back at the 2005 season, I mean, they finished a game back in Houston. They swept the Nationals the last weekend of the season. They got some help from the Cubs, not quite enough. He's going to look back at those two games that you beat yeah. him earlier in the week. Now, he got the third game, no big deal. You right. won those first two. You came back against their bullpen. Those two games, he gets one of them. He's got a wild card playing game. Houston goes to a World Series, for goodness sake. So yeah, that's why. Those two games are huge games yeah. that you guys you know, knocked at, at the time, you don't think they're going to come back to bite you. But at the time, uh, we went in there. We played well against them. Uh, they were reeling a little bit. But, you know, in retrospect, uh, they're kicking themselves about those games. And I, I did see Charlie later on in the offseason, and he was giving me a lot of crap about yeah, the, he was, how we huh? beat them. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you guys had a heck of a plan against Bobby Abreu, boy. I tell you, he did not hurt you. And there was a lot of men on base when yes. he came up in those games. And he's dangerous, Mike. And uh, I remember this one, one situation where Aaron Holloman uh, threw a great changeup against him. And anytime you can go at him and throw a good changeup, and he throws right, right through it, you got pretty good stuff. So, you know, Aaron really uh, earned his chops there. Let's start with Heilman. Heilman now, uh, you know, he wanted to be in rotation, showed promise last year in the bullpen as a setup guy, wants to start. Now he goes back into the rotation. What do you expect? Him. I expect good things from Aaron. I mean, uh, he's, he's proven that uh, he can pitch on this level. Uh, obviously, he's going to have to make a little bit of a transition going back into the rotation. But, you know, he, you know, being in the bullpen, you get a chance to throw a little bit. You get a chance to find out some of, about some of your pitches that you haven't used in a while. So I think the important thing for him is to use all of his pitches and continue to throw that good changeup. Can you answer for us? Now, we're a little puzzled by this. I admit I don't know much about the Dodger pitching. 
But I'll say this. So was great the second half of last year. What if he pitches like that all year? The guy will win 16 games. I mean, why was everyone in such a hurry to get rid well, of Well, that would mean we made a bad deal, I guess. I mean, but <laughs> did we not see what we saw in the second half of no, the season? No, but, you know, Mike, you know that each year is different. You know, you know, he was in a nice groove last year, and, and Jay so has had his ups and downs. Uh, we gave a, a quality pitcher, but we also feel we got some quality back to Two good young arms. Uh, is it Sanchez. fair to take from that that you guys thought that was a little bit of a mirage from some? Well, I, you know, Jay's been up and down, so it's not like it's a mirage. Maybe he's ready to take off, you know. But the bottom line is that you really can't put all your eggs in the basket there. you got to assume that uh, he's going to pitch well. But if you can get better in a different op- you know, situation, you try it. Look at those numbers. Eight and two with a 2.5. 90 <laughs> innings pitch. Yes. Oh, he was awesome. Job. He was awesome. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and I, you know, I wish him well. But I think that uh, picking up those strong arms is going to really help us in the long run. Well, uh, listen, we'll get to the Sanchez and even Julio in a little bit. But the one thing the Mets did do that makes me a little nervous if I was a Met fan. I'm going to figure Glavin and, and the uh, Martinez, no problem. I'll get myself 35, 40 wins or, or 38, whatever it might be. I'm okay top of the rotation. Mike likes Traxel. I know Traxel's got ability. Let's say he's healthy. I'll give him his whatever he gets. you all, you got to go two for two now with this fourth and fifth guy. I mean, if you had Benson and you had So here, you got four guys for the two spots. You can, if somebody falls through, somebody gets hurt, you got to... Replacement. Now, you're going to tell me you got guys you're high on, but still, you need Zambrano, and now you need um, Harmon. You need these guys to pitch pretty well. If that's 40% of your rotation, you don't have that cushion that you would have had without those two trips. Well, that's right, Chris, but the bottom line is that, you know, you have depth in your rotation, and you get you guys to step up. I mean, you know, to me, I always go back to the fact that every year is totally different. You know, we need to address our middle, middle relief, and we did. Uh, hopefully, that'll bridge the gap to, to our big closer and, and, and Wagner. But, you know, you have to just trust your, your people. And, and when Omar makes a deal, I think he's thinking about the long run and the fact that you might have a Bannister or, or someone like the young kid Maine that came over or uh, a guy like Zambrano, who we know can pitch, step up and, and, and do what he has to do. Last year, he didn't pitch a lot in the offseason. This year, he's pitching a little winter ball. Hopefully, that'll translate into being a little more effective this year. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on a lineup. We'll get to that when it happens. I haven't know. made it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I guess it'll, it'll, it'll prove itself out whether Bell Tram bats second or third. That's the mm. big issue everyone has. But let's talk about two positions where there's issues. There's only two, second base and right field. As you get ready for spring, what's your thoughts at second base and right field? Well, well my thoughts are that I love the competition that we're coming in with. I mean, uh, you know, I still like Kaz. I, I don't, you know, a lot of guys are down on him. I understand that, but he's in great shape. He's been working out all winter. He's going to have an opportunity to fight for that job. We're going to bring in Brett Boone. We're going to have Keppinger there. The kid Hernandez did a good job for us last year. So, um, uh, you know, we have some competition there, and I love to have that in my camp. Right field, the same situation. You know, you have uh, Nady, I think, is a kid who's hopefully ready to blossom and, and take an everyday job. And Victor Diaz showed flashes last year where I feel like he has all, all the overall skills, but he needs to harness a lot of that and, and, and show that he can be an now, everyday Nady, guy. Nady, we talked to him before. I gather, and I haven't seen a lot of Nady, but Nady says he could play second. He played left, center, mm-hmm. and right, mm-hmm. and first. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good guy to have on your team if he can play all of them pretty well. I don't know if he can. Is your feeling that he could play those positions pretty well? Well, I got to see him play a little bit of left field. Uh, he had one game in center field where he didn't look too good last oh, okay. year against us. Okay. Well, uh, I know that one game, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but right field he can play, and I think he can play at first base a little bit too. You know, looks like a good swing guy, but, you know, he's got some pop in his bat also. And, I, and from what I understand, uh, he does everything relatively well. So he's a kid that uh, maybe he's looking for that opportunity, and he can become an established everyday ball player. The, problem, the, only, the only problem I have in the right field situation is not a platoon thing. 
They're both right-handed. Nobody hits left-handed. They both need to play their young players. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't have a platoon there. If Nady hit left-handed, it'd be a perfect spot. You can get by with it. Now you sort of, I mean, you can go by matchups where you want, but you'd like well, to have well, one of those guys be a lefty, well, right? Victor has options also, you know, but but if he comes in and takes well, the Well, you don't want to send back out of the minor leagues again, do you? Well, no, we don't. But the bottom line is that we do have the option of doing that. If, if Nady wins it out outright, then we can always, uh, you know, do that. And also, who knows, if Nady doesn't have a great spring, then we can also use one of our lefties. We have uh, Ty Gretman coming in. Uh, he gives us speed. Right. And also uh, the other kid, uh, Sanchez. Not Edie Sanchez. Chavez, I mean. yeah, yeah, Chavez, Chavez right. Mm -hmm. I, so you feel that you, you can get by and right field without having a platoon yeah, spot. Yeah, but, but I prefer for someone to step up. I really want, want that to be a spot where you can put the guy does, every day and do it. Does Matsui come to spring training with the second base job, or does Matsui come to spring training having to win the second base job? Well, I think he has to just compete for it. I don't... I don't I don't think that you can say that he has the job because last year was a tough year for him, you know. But he, but he's the guy that has the upper hand right now. I believe you could say that. But I think that if he doesn't play the way he's capable of playing, I'm definitely going to play the best guy. Are you concerned about your pitchers if they do pitch in this World Baseball Classic? Are you worried about your pitchers pitching in this? A little bit, Mike. I think we're all a little bit concerned about that. But, you know, we're all in the same boat, so uh, you have to just kind of hold your breath a little bit and hope that these guys uh, protect themselves and come in, in the best shape of their life, which I think they will, and uh, just hope that everything works out. I think it's great for baseball. I really think it's going to be a tremendous competition. But, you know, as a manager, you know, you like to have all your guys there ready to rock and roll. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll make the most you, of it. I won't be happy about Pedro Martinez because here's a well, guy who you basically have to – you know, keep him to such a firm innings and starts. And mm -hmm. now if he pitches early in the spring, I, I'd be worried but, about him running out of gas but, in August. But, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that's a concern. But I, I still feel like, you know, going into spring training, the routines that they're going to be on, Mike, are not going to be that far from where they are, I think. I mean, you know, it's going to get heated after a while, and the guys will, will kick it up a notch here and there. But I think when you go into as far as their pitch counts and everything, they'll pretty much stay the same. But how about he's in the third inning, and he's got the bases loaded, and here's Jeter and A-Rod back-to-back, you know, mm -hmm. and the crowd's going crazy. I mean, he's not going to treat it like a spring training game. Well, no, he's going to go hard, but if his pitch count is where he's going to extend himself, and I already threatened Manny Actor that he better take him out. <laughs> he's managing the Dominican Republic team. Yes. That's right. Uh, uh, how about Wagner, too? Same kind of spot. Now, we had Wagner on today. I mean, let's face it. He's going through that Dominican Republic lineup with, uh, you know, Ramirez and Ortiz and Guerrero. And Pujols, I mean, I'm sorry, that's not number 66 yeah. in spring training, and he's had a history of arm trouble. Well, and, and also, I think, for me, the big thing is that, listen, it's better to do it at the beginning of the season than at the end or in the middle. I, I was thinking about how this whole thing will work out and when's the best time to have the this type of tournament. The only time is in Well, we yeah, agree with you on right. that. Well, yeah. but if that's the case, then then these guys are, you know, they're finding tuned athletes. I mean, a few more bullets here and there is not going to hurt, I don't think. Uh, Mike mentioned the lineup. I won't, we won't get into that, but how about Beltran, who... You know, it was very disappointing his first year. I mean, the Mets gave him $17 million not to hit 280 with uh, 80 RBIs and 15 homers. I don't know what the batting average was. It was a little higher. But it was, you know, that's basically what I was. Uh, well, well. Two, you need a better year from him. Uh, uh, get accustomed. We know the New York spotlight is tough on a big free agent. Mm -hmm. How about Beltran here in year two? Well, I tell you what, I, I'll bet the ranch that Carlos has a much better year than last year, and, and I think he's really going to step up this year for us, Chris. You're right. He had a tough time last year. I think that there's always that transition you go through, guys struggle through things or whatever, but the adding, adding Delgado and also having a year under his belt where I think we'll have some flexibility in our lineup, be able to mix and match a little bit. I think he's going to have a great year. He, he's in unbelievable shape. I got to see him the other day, and I think he's really focused on redeeming himself. He doesn't want to try too hard. That's no, the bottom line. No, but I, but I think that's out of his system, I think. He'll, he'll, you know, starting out, he'll probably try to, you know, 
get off to a great start like they all do. But for the most part, I think he's learned from the experience from last year. And how about your bullpen with all these young arms? You know, Sanchez from L.A., I'm sure he got some scouting reports. Yeah. We don't like Julio. Sounds like you're going to use him here a little bit. You don't have that lefty in the bullpen, does well, it look heck, like? Heck, no, you, I'm hoping to find a lefty. Yeah, that'd be nice. You yeah. can't like Julio. You saw him with the against <laughs> oh, the he was, he was well, afraid to throw the ball. Yeah, but there were times where he was really dominant, too, Mike. I mean, he, we knocked him around a little bit. Yeah, oh. he usually do. But I liked his arm. Uh, I've, I've talked to Mazzilli a little bit about him. He said he does have some serious upside. You know, that's why we pay Rick Peterson a lot of money, you know. They kind of but he also, you know, you mean, he might need a shrink, too, that guy. That's <laughs> the problem. It might be head more than well, ability. Or, or how about a change of scenery sometimes, you know. I think guys sometimes go to a different ball club. They get a different Boy, field. Boy, New York's not the place for a guy who's a little fragile. You know that yeah, one of those three-run homers, and it's all over. I know, I know. But I think a lot has to do sometimes with the teammates and the people you have around them. Julio Franco and those guys are going to be tremendous in our clubhouse. So I, I think the kid's going to settle in. And uh, if, if he does, guys... You know, that's a tremendous asset to have in your Is bullpen. Benson a big loss for you in your mind? Well, I like Benson. I, I think anytime you lose a quality pitcher like him, you know, it's going to hurt a little bit. But I think overall, when you, when you pick up, a, you know, an arm like that, and, and maybe a young kid like Maine who can step in and help us out, you have to play it out, guys. You know, but I like Chris. Chris took the ball from me last year. He had a tough start. But I thought he got very consistent in the middle where he won some big games for us. But the bottom line is that, you know, we have to do what we got to do. Ten wins, and, you know, he underachieves a little bit. That's the bottom line. He's got 10-8, well, 4-3-1 ERA. You're paying him $9 million that, a year. And a couple of Christmas parties and goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and his wife's a pain in the neck. <laughs> All right, how about Sanchez, the reliever out of L.A.? Now, they didn't think enough of him. The one thing about that, you know, the what Dodgers... Is, what is the scouting report? The Dodgers, want to, the Dodgers got Baez, so they, they, they didn't have to make that trade. They could have just kept Sanchez there. So that would make you think they don't love him too much. Give me your thoughts well, about Sanchez. Well, Sanchez, the report on him, Mike, is uh, that he has a, a mid to mid to 95 uh, mile an hour fastball, change up, uh, sinker, throws hard. He comes at you. I mean, he's not he's not afraid. He comes at you with good stuff. And uh, he's he's close some games last year, eight or nine games for the Dodgers. Uh, I think he'll fit well into the rotation. I'm not sure where I'm going to use him yet. But again, another young live arm. And if you can harness some of that energy, and, and again, we we're talking about our coaching staff helping these guys too. Right. I mean, you know, you go to different staffs. Sometimes it makes a difference. What was the you were in this town as a player, a tremendous player on great teams. You were a coach on great teams. Mm -hmm. You've been around the Yankee circus your whole life. You've seen them get treated like rock stars. You go over to Shea, you become a manager. What was the biggest transition of being a manager after all these years in this town? Was there one? Uh, I really don't think there was one that stood out, really. I think the biggest thing for me is just um, uh, managing the whole Ball of wax, What's if the you hardest will. thing to do during a game as a manager that you found out? Handling the bullpen, is that the hardest Well, part? yeah, I think you know, trying to put guys in the right spot. Now, last year, you know, things were a little bit, uh, you know, uh, uncertain for us in our bullpen, so it was a little bit tougher for us. But uh, I think that when you play in the National League, that is one of the toughest things you have to do to make sure you put guys in the right position. But overall, dealing with the media as a whole, with the time that you have to allow for them, and just basically just making sure that you can tweak everything that goes on. You have 25 guys to, to deal with. And uh, it's consuming. It really is. So for me, being in that position for the first time, I didn't realize how consuming it was in the total job. Was it a lot different being a Met every day than being a Yankee? Uh, not... <laughs> Well, a little bit, maybe. I mean, the but, Yankee coverage is more. We understand yeah, that. But, but see, but as a manager, it was magnified for me because right. now that, you know, I'm the one that was, was responsible. As a Yankee coach, everyone knew who I was. But as a Met manager, everyone right away knew who I was and, and I had to, you know, do what I had to do. Well, hey, listen, your grades your first year really were excellent. I mean, you well, didn't, nobody, no media well, member had a problem with you, including, the, including me and Mike. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you, you, the team finished the season strong. I know you had that stretch you didn't yeah. like, but the season 
Team no, I learned a lot, Chris. The players liked you. You had to deal with Pedro. It's never easy. How was that? That bothered me the last trouble? game, by the way. Did you have any trouble with Pedro? Last game bothered me. He should have pitched that last game in Philadelphia because you well, still had a mathematical chance to make the playoffs. He should have pitched well, that game. But he was hurting a little bit, Chris. He, he, was, he wasn't quite right. And, 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 you know, I guess you can look at it that way. But Pedro, you know, listen, you know, there, there are certain male divas in the game. That's He's what I call them. And, uh, you know, Pedro was really on his best behavior last year. But does he ask year. for any spe- – I mean, does he want not, special treatment? Not really, no. And I told him from day one that I'm not going to give him that. I mean, obviously – Came you know, back you, after, after the All-Star game, which in Boston he very yes. rarely did. Yes, Pedro showed me a lot of respect last year. Uh, we communicated daily. And, and, and again, he's going to have his own program as far as his work regimen because he's, he really gets into his physical fitness. But for the most part, he was a great teammate, a great leader, and I'm, I'm expecting the same things this year. Do you have to be on the same page every day with your pitching coach? Yes, definitely. Rick and I work real well together. I mean, that's, a, that's imperative for, to be a good manager. Oh, yeah. That has to be – you guys have to think a lot. No right? doubt about it. No doubt about it. Rick, Rick Peterson does a great job for us, Mike, and, and we talk constantly every day. He's in my office for pregame, postgame. We're just, you know, trying to get these guys in the right position to, to, to do well, and Rick is, is as prepared as any man. There's any a lot of people around. who feel he didn't like so. Is that accurate? I, I don't believe that's true. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, so pitched well for us. We talked about so as a group, and, and, and really, I mean, he's been with so off and on for the last couple of years, but he was one of so's biggest brooders last year. Well, we'll see you April 5th at 5.05. I'll be there, guys. All <laughs> okay, right. Willie, thanks a lot, <laughs> Good to pal. see you guys. Yeah, Take care. Yes, Willie. All right. Willie Randolph, good to have him with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.